The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor of Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is James Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Pastor Chris is currently preparing for the mission trip to Kenya and has asked me to fill in this week. If you would still like to sow a seed towards this mission trip, you can donate at SOGMI.org. You do not want to miss out on a chance to be a part of this amazing move of God that's about to happen. Now today, we're going to be talking about the acceleration of time, as well as the importance of focusing on God's way over our way. As we all know, God has a plan for our life, and has a plan for us moving forward. So we need to focus and grab hold of that plan, without letting any of our ways and understandings get in the way. Because when it comes to God's way, there's no other way that even compares to how amazing it is for our lives. So what I'm about to play is an excerpt from one of our Sunday services where Pastor Christina covers this topic very well. So let's listen. So God has never been boring. Only the religious devils will preach you that God is so boring. Because if you read the four Gospels, in accordance to Matthew, in accordance to Mark, Luke, and John, you don't expect what Jesus is going to do, what God the Father is going to do through Jesus. Even our ordinary things like eating, God the Father through Jesus Christ used it in a way to save and to bring forth salvation to one family. And his household, Zacchaeus, a sinner. He just invited himself to lunch. And all of a sudden, things got changed. In that family, as well as in that town. This is who we are. Remember what Zacchaeus said. Lord, if I wronged anyone, I'm going to give half of my riches or my money to the poor. The whole town didn't even realize why they got blessed because of Jesus. Sometimes prosperity will come in a town and in a family or in a given state or a nation. We don't even know that Jesus is front and center and right in the smacking center of it. But we, as a body of Christ, as a member of the body of Christ, we have to be very conscious of that. That wherever we go... We preserve life, we bring forth blessings and prosperity, we bring forth healing. Are you getting this? And we destroy the works of Satan, among other things. So Jesus invited himself to eat in somebody else's home. All of a sudden, every poor member or citizen of that town got blessed because of Zacchaeus. And this is who we are. So forget about the Armageddon. Forget about what are the bad things that are happening. We need to focus that 
we are here. We can make a difference, even though nobody knows about it. It doesn't matter as long as the result is there. So that when we face him, it, it is the Lord who remembered all these little things. Remember how you interceded for so-and-so? Remember how you prayed for this one? Those are the important things from God, not the things that we see, because those things come from the heart. That's why I love him. That's why I love being in the ministry. Is because of that exciting life that even though in the eyes of the world, we don't count for much. We're just a number for them to be superior, that they know better on how we live, how to do things. In the eyes of God, it is not that. It is our destiny in him that we are not just a number. We're not just a statistics, that we are nobody. We are so unique that as long as we trust in him and we let things go, he can use us mightily. Not just to bless us, but to make a difference in somebody else's life. And each and every one of us has a gift. If we'll only refocus ourselves on the things that we want or how we want God to do things for us. If we'll just focus on his ways of doing things, things is going to change. Like this year, many in the body of Christ do not understand why they are dealing with the same thing. Sometimes same thing, same old, same old. And it looks like we receive a good prophecy and yet things got turned from bad to worse. And we don't understand it. But in God's eyes and in God's perfect timing, he forced us and he just yanked us to where we are or to where we were and put us in a place where we're supposed to be. Are you getting this? We were forced to adopt to chains. We are forced to look upon him so that because of his love and mercy, so that we would not lose a single thing. As if we did not sin, as if we did not disobey him, as if we insisted in doing our own things so that we will be in the proper place and the proper timing of God. Whether we understand it or not, we're going to look back. Remember the prophecy that I released a few weeks ago. We're going to look back several months from now, several years from now, and we will going to look that the mercy of God is upon this country, is upon your life, is upon the things that are important to you, because he forces us to put ourselves in a place where he wants us to be, because he loves us. So I don't care what you're dealing with, but the most important thing is to understand that you have tried your ways of doing things in the past, and they all failed. It is time to trust God and say, I count everything that I know as nothing, as garbage, for the sake of knowing you and the power of your resurrection. Because it is important. We have so many things that this is an open window for this nation to really rise up. For the glory of the Lord will cover this entire nation as the water covers the sea. Because we don't discuss bad things. 
we call those things as though they were. Are you getting this? You do not engage in a lot of political things and how you used to do it. The main thing is we need to pray and how are we going to make a difference? Are you getting this, body of Christ? You get into your own old ways of doing things in the past. It's not going to be effective. Even how you deal with your own situation and your own problem. Whether it's health, just like me. I got junked back to reality. You understand what I'm saying? I may be a superwoman, but I'm still here. I still have to get up. I still have to have a good night's sleep. I still have to rest. I still have to do all these things. And it is important for us, whether it's health, whether it's relationship, whether it's family matters, whether it's finances, no matter how much you're going to try to apply your ways of doing things and your thinking, it's not going to work. You will just be frustrated because just like the Lord used a donkey to frustrate the plan of Balaam, the false prophet. The Lord is going to use our situation to frustrate us so that we're going to look up to him and believe him and take responsibility and do the right thing. Because those are the heart issues that God is searching through each and every one of us so that he can strengthen us if our hearts are pure before him. That is Second Chronicles 19.6. For the eyes of the Lord reigns throughout the earth, seeking to strengthen those whose hearts are pure before him. You know, we can really make people accept us or receive us and think of us as so, are so nice and, and so righteous and so anointed. We can have people, but God, he's not listening to that. He's not looking to those. He's searching your hearts whether you are going to make the right thing, even when nobody's looking. Even when it hurts that you have to do the right thing, that you have to obey him, that you have to follow him. And those people are rising up because we don't have any choice. God is going to frustrate us. Okay? So now, the prophetic words and the time that we're in is being accelerated. And I'm going to give you scriptures in the Bible that Jesus really can do this. I don't know how he can, but he can do it. You think that you have lost so much time? You think that by you kicking yourself and blaming yourself and go to the self-condemnation or condemning others is not going to work and it will not remove you from the blessings that is coming upon the body of Christ. Because it's who you are and who God is in him. Okay? Let's go to John chapter 2, verses 1, 9. I've been to Cana, Israel, probably about five, six times. And we always remember this miracle. The first miracle that Jesus did is turning water into wine at the wedding. And we know what happened, right? Jesus and his disciples were invited, and his mother was there. The party is just starting. For those recovering Baptists to you, just don't get a heart attack. 
So the party just gets started. So they start serving wine. Started toasting the bride, toasting the groom, and toasting everybody. And the wine ran out. And the party just, is just getting started. And of course, Mary, the mother of God, heard about this. And they said, they don't have any more wine. And Jesus seemed like, if you're going to read this, he had an attitude. He needed an attitude adjustment. He said, woman, instead of mom, why are you bothering me? My time is not yet. Just remembering that. Jesus, as a son of man, like you and I, with the flesh, knew the timing. But certain situations that we're going to have, whether it's not for a time for us to minister, whether it's not time for us to perform in miracles, situations will call itself and will pull you out in the open that you are going to move and that God is going to use you in the miracles. Did you see that? Because Jesus said, my time is not yet. Don't bother me with it. Right? Sometimes we think that, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I have not attended Pastor Chris's prophetic training, so I cannot prophesy. I have not done this yet. Well, uh, I don't know how to preach. Well, that this and that. But the situation will call you out. And you're going to be a miracle-working Christian. So Jesus knew that it's not his time. He was just there socializing with his disciples because he was invited. And it will be embarrassing for the groom and his family if they ran out of wine. So the issue forced Jesus to come out of his closet, for lack of a better word. So Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. Such a simple instruction. Do you know that you can perform miracles, you can raise the dead, if you just follow simple instruction? Instead of trying to make an image in yourself, instead of believing when God called you to be kings and priests, that you really are. So there are, it says in John chapter 2, verse 6, all the way to 8. It says, nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. They are not regular jars. They are used for what? Ceremonial washing. It means to say that you go through the law, you go through the ceremonial washing. It means to say that you are washed from sin and everything else. So Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first. And then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much drink. When they're drunk, they just keep on drinking and they will not know the difference, right? But you have saved the best till now. 
accelerated time. I drink wine. <gasps> yeah, I drink wine once in a while, red wine. Everyone knew how to make wine. You needed grapes, not just water. It doesn't matter how anointed the jars were. You need grapes to make wine. And then there is a process on it. You have to pick the grapes, press them, put some other chemicals in it, and let it ferment. That's why sometimes we hear, oh, this is in 1900s or in 1850s, this wine. And they sell those old wine bottles that from the proceeds of that sale, many of us, if not all of us, can buy a house from that amount. Am I correct? Because it is old. It is fully matured. It will have a different taste. You just don't fill the wine glass with water and say, let there be wine. It is impossible. This time it's water. And then the master of the ceremony or the bridegroom said that you have saved the best for last. Are you getting this? Isn't that an accelerated time? You don't need any grapes to make wine. Only Jesus can do that. You try it. You fast for 365 days. You say that, Lord, until this will turn into wine, I'm not going to stop. And it's just a wine bottle with water in it. Probably you can uh, produce penicillin, but not wine. When we look at our lives... We look at our situation, the things that we know or don't know, the things we have done and the things that we do. It is impossible for us to do great things in the kingdom. It is impossible for us to be qualified. Only Jesus can do that. He is the only one who can elevate us from where we're at. When I read this when I was young, I heard about the water into wine. All I asked is for Jesus to make my coffee to be chocolate. Because we don't have any chocolate. All we have is coffee. Even when I was five years old, I've been drinking coffee because it's the only hot thing that we have. So I was asking Jesus, I said, could you change this into chocolate? No, didn't happen. Because why? Because it has to be from God. It has to be his idea for us to produce supernatural results. Are you getting this? Yeah, what about raising the dead? What about laying hands on the sick people? He already gave that provision to us in Mark chapter 16. There are the signs if you believe. You shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. This already given. If you believe in him, if you trust him and obey him, that can be done. But the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence for us, we know who we are. No matter how much we try to camouflage us, we still know who we are. Are you getting this? You know, the most insecure people on the face of the earth are those who want to be in control. Because they knew what's inside of them. No matter how much they tried, it will still show their insecurities. But the one who is trusting the most, like a little child, you tell a child, 
I'm going to be back and I'm going to buy you some chocolates. They believe you. So those that will be part of this transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence are those who have a childlike faith. That if Jesus told them, they will tell Jesus, they will respond, since this is your idea, it is your reputation, then I'm going to follow what needs to be done. We don't follow our own desire. They will lead to frustration. They will lead to defeat. And they will lead to pain. Right? But this water into wine, nobody knew except the servants. They knew what happened. But everybody who attended the wedding, they got so blessed. They got to taste the best wine that they ever tasted. They don't know. And this is how we're going to affect the whole world. They don't even know that we are the cause of it. Because we were praying. We were prophesying without camera, without nobody knowing it. We are prophesying to that place. And when it comes, the Lord will know. And you know. But the whole town, they don't know. Even the bride did not know. Even the groom did not know. Mary, the servants, and Jesus, they're the only one who knew. Same thing with what God is going to do to you. Many people will talk you out of it. And you might disqualify your own self. But you know because the Holy Spirit will help you remember those instructions. The promise that he has for you. Jesus know and you know. That's all that matters. So that's an accelerated time. I love this. And you say that God is boring? Oh God, if it is your will to heal me. I said, shut up. He already told you. He already healed you. Are you getting this? Oh, if it's the will of God. And you always say that and then you pursue what you want to pursue in the first place. Am I correct? So let us not be like that. Let us have a childlike faith. Isn't that amazing? Looking at just this one example with God and the turning of water to wine, we get such a good example of how God can accelerate the time and how we can apply that knowledge and that understanding and that way of doing things to our own lives. We need to focus on this moving forward. Because when we get ourselves out of the way and we let God move forward and show us what it is that we need to do, amazing miracles and things happen. And while other people may not know, you will know that God was the one that made it all possible and God will get the glory in the end. So together, let's move forward and focus more on what God has for our lives. Amen? Father God, thank you for this message that you have shared with us today. I pray, God, that this message resonates in the hearts and the minds of all who are listening, that we will take our posts, that we will move forward, we will take action, and that we will step aside and let you show us what needs to be done, that we will focus on your way of doing things and not our own. Father God, I come against any illnesses, any diseases, and I loosen forth health and healing in Jesus' name, that stiff back, 
and that aching pain that you are experiencing will be gone in Jesus' name. I thank you that you are healed in Jesus' name. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to get in touch with us, you can call us at 210-695-1630. And you can send all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Helotus, Texas, 78023. Join us in our Sunday services. We meet every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. at 8419 Callahan Road. And if you can't make it, we live stream every Sunday at 11 a.m. at SOGMI.org. Thank you for tuning in. This is James Sosa filling in for Pastor Chris, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Thank you for listening, and until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.